Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Today, I'm really excited because I got my girl Rita. Now, what's so crazy is that Rita is friends with my boy Paul and my girl Esther. And you know, when you just know some happy people, I'm just automatically happy to hang out here with Rita. And this is our first time hanging out, I guess, face to face, right, Rita? It is. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is. Because we we hang out on Clubhouse every Friday in my husband's room. But this is, this is now my own personal time with Rita. So yes. Rita Goodrow, who is a business strategist and success coach. I am so excited to have you here on the CoachCast show. Welcome, girlfriend. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. Good. Happy New Year. I'm excited. I'm excited to dive in and talk to you and your audience and get the FaceTime with you. Oh, yeah. man. So, Rita, you know, we we want to take it back. You know, we want, we're nosy here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit nosy. <laughs> um, and I, I, I already know the end of your story, but I want to know the beginning of your Lord love story like what have you oh, been love story. okay okay because I was like all my life I wanted to be a solid gold dancer so let's talk about that how's that working how's that working for the you the show got canceled so no. so then I became a lawyer I became a lawyer instead right around age seven the show got canceled and I was like oh my god that's it it's over and uh and so then I became a lawyer Oh, okay. So you, you were a lawyer at one point was a lawyer so. at one point. Yeah. So. so, yeah. Okay. So I was, you know, I really, what I did kind of want to be like an entertainer and then the show got canceled. My mother was like, if you're going to college, you're not going to major in theater. Right. So I was like, fine. So I went into the whole law thing and went to school here in DC. That, whoa, that, that is a, a big difference. Wait a second. So you wanted to do theater and then you came to law. Yeah, like I wanted what? to do theater, but, but, but law is a lot of theater. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like there, you know, you give opening arguments, you give closing arguments, you give, uh-huh. but I was interested in debate and like all of that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I was interested in politics. I live in DC. You almost yeah. couldn't, you know, like go through life without being interested in politics. So I did the whole political science thing and I went to school at GW here in DC and then moved to Chicago for law school, came back here and was, you know, got into the life of law. And I worked as a lawyer for about 13 years. And I was dating as a lawyer. Did you date? I dated, but we're going to talk, well, we'll talk about that because that's part of the the love story, right? So um, I dated as a lawyer and it was decent, but when we dig into Rita, like I was, I was a serial monogamist. So like if I, I very anxious attached. And so if I met somebody, it was like, we were going to be together. We were going to be together for a while. And then I was going to find the next person and be together with them for a while. So there wasn't a lot of dating, like at the early stages. Um, but there, there were a lot of relationships, you know what I mean? And so, uh, I, I was doing that. And then, uh, I, I was living in DC and I was single and I gotten out of one of my relationships, like a two, it was a two year relationship. It ended, it ended badly. And I was like, I want to, I want to meet somebody, but everything in DC, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the DC area, but every, everything in DC happens. Like I'm in the suburbs. And so it happens like 
40, 40 minutes away, but in traffic, it's like two hours and 40 minutes away. Right. <laughs> and so That'd all of the meetups, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't have time, but, but all of the meetups, like meetup was new at the time, meetup.com and hmm. all of the meetups were happening in DC. Yeah. And so by the time I could get there at the end of the day, it would be over. So I decided one night really bitter and angry <laughs> to start a meetup group. And I called it singles in the suburbs because I wanted to meet people where I was. And I was in my thirties and I didn't want to meet 20 year olds. So I called it singles in the suburbs in your thirties. And I hit the publish button on this meetup okay. and I put up a happy hour up or whatever. And like 10 people said yes within like the first hour. So I was like, okay, this is a, this is a thing. So that's where I started like hanging out with singles is, is just through running that. So I ran that. I, are y'all listening? Start a meet group. You want to meet singles? Just start your own singles. Singles in the suburbs. Come on, guys. Listen, I know a lot of people that come to me like, Coach Kath, I live in the sticks. Coach Kath, I live in the whatever. I live in the suburbs. I live in nowhere. So start your living nowhere single, guys. Other people live there. Other people live nowhere too. Yes. <laughs> and they also all don't want to go anywhere else, right? To right. meet other people. Um, and so I did that. I ran that group. I mean, it's still around, but I actively ran that group for from 2006 to 2011, 12. Wow. Um, and it, it actually grew into one of the largest singles groups in the DC area. But I was running that group as a hobby while I was working oh my as an attorney. Of so that's kind of how I met people, right? It was that way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So did you meet anybody? Oh, so the group worked because after right after I started the group, I met a guy. And we met through the group and we dated for five years and actually ran the group together. Uh -oh. um, and I think the, re I just want to put a caveat. I think the reason, and this will go into when we dig into like why the dating kind of worked, um, why this group worked was it was not about come and find your soulmate, come and okay. find your love. It was, look, we're all in the same single boat. Even if we're dating, even if we're in a relationship, if we're not married, we're more like single people than we are married people. And right. so let's meet other people who are single for community mm. and just have fun and a good time and like let things happen as they happen. Right. And so, um, I think that's why that group worked really so well. It wasn't a bunch of, um, speed dating. We weren't doing speed dating or lock and key parties okay. or anything like that. We were like, we had book clubs and we went to dinners and we went to wineries and concerts and we took trips and we went to the beach and we oh, had, like, nice. was, so, was it a mix of men and women? Cause I find that so many yeah. women show up to these things no. and men are like, so on the first one, it was an equal mix of men and women. And also that's where I noticed. I would look around the room and go, these people are not in their thirties. They were much, much older. And I wasn't going to go ask them for ID. So I just dropped the in your thirties and called it singles in the suburbs, ah, so singles in the suburbs. Right. Um, but it was just a social group. It was fun. So I met this guy, we ran the group together for five years and had a really great time. And then I say out of the blue, but of course, red flags for days, but like he broke, he broke up with me. It was a terrible breakup. It was like dumping me at 3 AM in a parking lot kind of breakup. Um, and so I, I did again, serial I met the guy right when I started the group and boom, we got into a relationship and it was a five-year, five-year relationship, right. Until he dumped me. And then that's when I made that big decision that really changed my life to go on 35 dates in 35 days and blog all about it. So <laughs> tell us about it. Okay. So, 
oh, I feel like I'm just gabbing away here. So I like the gabbing. I was like, at that point, I realized, well, okay. So after the breakup, the next day, I did what any broken hearted girl would do, grabbed a bottle of wine, went to my best friend's house and like verbally vomited all over her house. Right. And I was like saying all these things. And as I said it, a couple of things came up, like maybe I'm the reason why all my relationships keep ending. And I wonder what I'm doing to cause this. Right. And, and then by the end of this bottle of wine, I had brainstormed an idea because I was about to celebrate my 35th birthday to go on 35 dates in 35 days to celebrate my 35th birthday. And then I was like, you know what? And I'm going to blog, I'm going to blog about it. I'm going to put the blog out there. The singles group can read it. Other people can read it. Like, let's just do this. And I had some friends who were dating coaches and in the dating world. And they said, Hey, we'll kind of coach you two for free through this. So, cause we really love what you're doing and how you're sharing it. And I mean, let's be honest, it was great marketing. I ran a singles group, you know? And yeah. so, so I was like, cool, let's, let's do this. And, um, I put an email out and said to my whole singles group and to my network and on Facebook, and I did posts and I said, this is what I'm doing. So everybody knew I was like, here are my 35 days that I'm free. I don't want to know anything about the guy. I don't want to know the age, the race, what he did for a living. It didn't matter to me because I was not ready to find love yet, but I just wanted to meet people that I would normally not meet and do things that I would normally not do. I had them pick the activity because the whole point was to get into uncomfortable, unfamiliar situations. So I could see how I reacted to it and learn about myself. And so I put out that thing. I told everybody straight up what I was doing. And I got the next morning, I woke up to over 50 or 55 messages from people saying, I want to be one of your 35 dates. And the main reason was, I love this. You're not go, you're, you're actually dating the way that you should be dating and not going out saying I'm dating to find my, my marriage. And I hope that this is the one and this date, everything hinges on this date, right? This it's like, mm-hmm. I'm meeting a person I don't know anything about them. I'm going to be curious about this person. I wonder why I'm meeting this person kind of thing. Let's have a good time and figure it out like as we go. And so that's why I had so many responses. People are like, this is incredible. And so I did, I lined up 35 dates and I went on 35 and blog. the blog is still out there. I blogged all about it. Oh my goodness, guys. So hashtag 35 dates and 35 days. If you guys are going to take the challenge, make sure you do the hashtag. <laughs> Please. And tag tag Rita. Yeah. Rita, what's your, what's your handle on Instagram? It's Rita Goodrow, my name, at Rita Goodrow. So, All right. Yeah. So make sure you tag the both of us, at Rita Goodrow, at Inspire Many, hashtag 35 dates and 35 days. Okay. So this is a new challenge that has now been spawned from this conversation. Go. I love it's, it. It's the perfect time of year, guys. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. All right. So tell me, did you, did you meet anybody good? Um, so it was interesting because everybody always asks like, how could you have had 35 great dates? Surely there. So the important thing to know is the blog was not, the blog wasn't like, he didn't pull out my chair or Mm -hmm. he didn't pay. It was like the first date. I learned a lot about myself because we, there was like a monsoon, there was like a terrible storm in DC. And so the guy messaged me that afternoon saying like the roads were flooding and everything. He's like, I don't know that we can get together tonight. And I started like not freaking out with him, but behind the scenes, like, but this is date one of 35. And if date one is already not going well, this whole project is like doomed. And like, it wasn't happening the way that I thought it should be happening. And my friend was like, why don't you just make date number two, number one and move him to like the end and you'll still have 35 dates in 35 days. And I was like, oh, like that's it. We, We ended up getting together, but like that very night, but what 
what it showed me was I have this need to control things and to control the outcome. And it has to look a certain way. And if it's not going to go that way, then it's all wrong and everything's not. So right away, I started learning about myself, right? So the dates, I think because of what I was doing, I attracted people and they knew what I was doing. I attracted people who had really great personalities. And so I, I enjoyed every date and I always learned about myself on the date. I did not meet my current husband through it, but I did in a way because date 34 ended up introducing me to my husband. How did that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? Come on, come on. That's it. That's it. At date 34, I actually liked, I liked date 34 and, and I shouldn't have, because he was like all the red flags that like, I, you know, knew better. And at that point, at least I knew I was like, oh, okay. He's not relationship material, but like, I really like him and we should not be together. Um, (laughs) and he felt the same way about me. And so we hung out a lot. Um, but like, and so he took me to a party one day and was like, Hey, you like, you should go and you'll meet this person, you know, who knows who, who you'll meet kind of thing. And so, I, but if I had, because he didn't like me as much as I liked him, I knew it day 34. And if I had said, Oh, another wasted date, see a guy that I like who doesn't like me. And now he doesn't want a serious relationship. And, and I do. And like, now we can't talk in any kind of way, right? Like that's how people are. It's like, this didn't work out. They're done. I don't need more friends. I'm out, right? If I had thought like that, then I would not have, you know, instead of saying, no, we can be friends. Like we can hang out a lot. Like I like them, but we're not meant to be together anyway, but whatever. Like we get along, let's be friends. Let's hang out, went to a party with them and boom, I met my husband there. Right. So, okay. So really you, you opened me up to something different because normally I do call people like that space fillers, you know? So it's like, you're hanging out with somebody, you're taking up all your time. So then you're a busy woman already. You're hanging out with this guy that you know, you have no future with. How do you have time to date? So you actually still entertaining this person. Well, I entertained him as a friend. Right. And so it's like in my head, we knew what our container was. It wasn't like right. I, he was a substitute boyfriend. Yeah. He was just like having a girlfriend. He happened to be a guy. And mm-hmm. we both kind of were like, all right, maybe we can be each other's like wing person when we okay. go out and do things, right? There was um, intention there. Mm-hmm. But I think some people go on a date and if it doesn't work for whatever reason as a romantic connection, they mm-hmm. rule it out as a friendship mm-hmm. completely. Even, even if they're not, like if I went out and I hadn't been attracted to him, I would also maybe like the traditional way of thinking is, oh, well, we didn't hit romantically. So on to the next, instead of like being curious about, well, I wonder, and this is what allowed me when you asked what helped with your dating, right? Like I entered every single date because I didn't know anything about these people with the mindset of, I wonder why I'm meeting this person. It could be for a romantic reason. It could be that I have information that I end up sharing that they needed to hear. Maybe they have information that I needed to hear about something, or maybe they treat me terribly and I learn about boundaries that I don't have. I learn about boundaries I need to get better at setting, or I learn about things I really don't want in a relationship, or maybe I have an impact on them and I never even find out how, but I guarantee that I met every single person for a reason. And if I entered a date being curious about what that reason was, I could never be disappointed because there was no expectation as to what the reason would be. And when I didn't have an expectation of like, I hope this becomes my partner, right? Instead, I could just ask questions, be curious. I wonder why I met this person and, you know, learn more and be open and then figure out what the point of that interaction was. And then let it go wherever it did. Some people I never talked to again. Some people I became really 
great friends with. And then one person I met my husband through, right? But the, I think what really allowed me to have fun with dating was approaching it from, I'm meeting a person, I wonder why, and being open to what that reason is. That's good. That's good. I hope you guys are writing this down. Oh my goodness. I wonder why. That is a beautiful, beautiful question. Because then you have to come home and think about it too. You have to come home. Like, I wonder why, like, I didn't hit romantically with this person or can I, I wonder why I met them. And then it's like, oh, well, I really learned this. Or I just, you know, like one guy took me to trapeze school. I'm terrified of heights. That was the date. I mean, I did something. I learned how to feel a fear and do it anyway. Right. Like it, it, you just never know. But if you go in with this high expectation of like, I'm going to meet a romantic match that could be my partner. And if it doesn't work out like that or feel like that right away, then whatever, and then you're just, you're miss, you're missing it. You're not going to have fun. You have too high of expectations are going to be dashed 90% of the time. And it's going to make you go, well, then why am I doing this? Right. Ah, oh my goodness. That's good. So now you meet your husband at a party. Met my husband at a party. Was he like across the room? Was it instant attraction? Was no, it a little not weird? Not at all. Like not, a, I mean, he was cute. Okay. So yes, I looked across the room and thought he was cute and we smiled, but like, I remember I came up to talk to him and he was in a really bad mood that day. And he was like, wah, 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 wah. did you say you came up to talk to him? I did. Yeah. Is that what you just said? You said I you did. went over and said, hello. How did that happen? What tell us, tell us about that so there. I think that one of the other lessons that I learned right during the 35 dates too, is like, by talking to the people I was on dates with and having these deep conversations, you know, guys are under a lot of pressure when they go out. And I started thinking about a world, one of my friends that was helping me coach, she was talking to me about something saying, you know, Rita about approaching people. And she said, imagine a world where women could never initiate a conversation where it always had to be men who just in every situation initiated a conversation, right? Now imagine a world where only women could initiate the conversation and where men couldn't. Isn't that a lot of pressure? Isn't that exhausting to feel like you always have to be the one to like initiate a conversation and like get the ball rolling and get now imagine how they feel. And I was like, you're right. Because in dating, it's kind of that, well, he should come up to me and he should talk to me. And he should, and it's like, again, I don't know why I'm meeting this person, but I should equally feel okay starting the conversation, whether that was online dating or whether that was in person, it was okay for me to initiate the conversation. And the minute that I kind of like figured that out through the dating, right, then I just carried that over. So by the time I hit this party, it was like, oh, I'm just meeting everybody for a reason, everybody. I don't know why, but if I want to find out why, I got to go figure it out. And so I went over to him and he was in a really bad mood. And I was like, all right, cool. And then he ended up emailing me later to apologize, got my email and said, I'm sorry that, you know, I was like, how do you get your email? My friend. So we had mutual friends at this party and he was like, Hey, like I was kind of crank cranky. And this girl came up to me and like, I wasn't the nicest or he wasn't mean, but he just wasn't nice, you know? And, uh, I just assumed he kind of wasn't interested, but he was letting me know he had an off night and he wanted to take me out for a drink. And I said, okay. And then, and here's the thing before 35 dates, I would have never, I would have never gone out with this guy because he didn't cause the I'm standing on a cliff and I don't know what's happening feeling. He was very like straightforward, like here's, you know, and he still is to this day, like here's how I feel and here's what I'm going through and here's what you can expect in here. I wasn't used to that. 
I was used to the guys that leave you hanging and you think that's butterflies and excitement. And really that's just drama and a lot of red flags. Right. And I was used to that being the feeling of love. And so like, but because of my 35 dates, I had rewritten all of that. So when I met him, it was like, oh, this is healthy. Oh, this is normal. Oh, this is like the way. And so there weren't sparks and fireworks. And there, I mean, there was an, a level of an attraction in, in a couple of different areas, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like this and all, all the things and all of that. And so it, it, it was just, we kind of kept dating. I just knew I wanted to see him and we just like kept dating and, and kept it. And then it just progressed, right? But like the Rita before the 35 dates would have never entertain this guy it, it, he would have been boring yeah. he would have been a nice guy <laughs> it would have been you know it would have been something must be wrong with him because he's so honest and so communicative and you know but right. Rita post 35 dates was like oh this is a hable, uh, healthy stable male and so I should probably go down this road and see what this is like right yeah. look at all these green flags so now as a married woman. Um, how's it going? How yeah. do you this this married life? He was the best decision I could have made. So because of his way of communicating, right? Like when we when we have a fight, for example, or get angry, right? I'm the one that's like, ah! like you know, great. And he is the one that's like, cool. I'm feeling a little upset right now, so I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go outside. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to be a thing, and we're going to figure it out, right? And I just like, oh, like he was the best thing ever. But it's been interesting with like different communication styles and different ways we were raised, and like I had all the abandonment issues and he did not, and like there are all these right. But like it's been, it has been such a great experience, like realizing that all of the lessons that I learned by learning about myself and 35 dates, right? Like I picked the right partner to continue, to continue that journey with, you know? Oh, oh that's beautiful. Yeah. And I was a lawyer when he married me. So I was still a lawyer when he married me. So after 35 dates and 35 days, right? I ended up quitting the law, not right away, but I quit the law later, right? To become a coach. But I had met him in 2012 and we got married in 2014. And that was the same year that I left the law. So he married a lawyer. And about two months later, <laughs> I quit my job and I became a coach. And he was just like, oh, <laughs> okay. And I picked the right guy for that too, right? Like I just picked the right guy because I was looking for the right things in a partner. Yeah. And before 35 dates, I was looking for all the things that didn't matter. All the Big things part that of that matter. was also the clarity. Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So do you have any parting words for these beautiful women as they listen in? Yeah. I mean, frustrated with dating and wondering if they're ever going to find their person and they hate online and they don't think well, anybody's well, outside. There you go. Now you've just written your ending, right? Like what you think <laughs> and what you assume and what you expect is exactly what you're going to get. Right. So Ooh. there are a couple of tips, especially for busy professional mm -hmm. women, right? If you say, I don't have time to dot, 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 
then your brain will create that as a reality and you will not have time, right? If you say there's plenty of time to do whatever, there's plenty of time to keep dating and like finding love. There's plenty of time to, then if you keep talking about how busy you are, I'm a busy professional woman. I got a busy job and I got a busy, people will feel like there's no space in your life for them. And there won't be right. Like, and so you have to really let that language go and be like, no, I have a life. And it's full of things. And this is also something that I really want. So I have to prioritize it and I have to make space for it. And there's plenty of time for me to go date. There's plenty of time to do everything I want, right? So that's one, like drop the I'm so busy language because people are going to assume you're too busy for them, period, right? And so you have to make sure that that when you're out there online, whatever that you're portraying, like you can be a good partner to them too, as much as they can be a good partner for you. You've got to look at like, is there space in my life? Do they feel like there's space in my life for them, right? That's important to people. So that's number one, drop the busy talk. Number two is we always look for what's wrong with a person. And I noticed this on my 35 dates, right? And we do it in every situation. I mean, even recruiters, when they go to hire someone, they're weeding out what's not there to get to the list of candidates for like who they're gonna hire, right? And we do that like, oh, weeding people out, weeding people out, right? Instead, when you go on these dates, even if you don't say it out loud, think of three compliments that you could pay this person, right? Like just make anybody you meet in life, if you can get the habit of this, it's great. But like, if you can just go, huh, what would be three compliments I could pay this person? It might be like, wow, he really planned a great date. Or like, he's very attentive and listens. Or like, you will always then start looking, you will train your brain to look for what's right and what's good, because you will always find what you're looking for. So if you go into a date and you're like, I'm gonna... I'm going to, I'm assuming all of this stuff is going to be bad. You're going to find it. You'll find it. It's great. Right. But if you assume the best, your, your brain will back it that up too. So like just go in that first date and at least think, and if you can pay the compliments, that's even better, but think of three compliments that you can pay. And then the third is as you're dating, drop those expectations. I mean, yes, there are ways you can still be attracting That's what Coach Cast is for. There are ways that you can be attracting people who will resonate with your values and resonate with your personality and like be potential good partners. But on that first date, definitely the first date, but on the first date, definitely go in and just go, I wonder why I'm meeting this person. I'm so curious to find out. It could be for all of this, but it could be for something else completely. And that's okay too. I'm certain I'll find my person right? Like I'm so certain in my success that I'll find my person as long as I keep showing up and doing the things I need to do to do it. So I can let go of attachment to the outcome of an individual specific date and be open to whatever that outcome is. And if you can do that, boom, those things you'll, you'll be fine. You'll have a great time. Oh my goodness. That was so good. If you guys have not had a life-changing moment, you weren't listening. Okay. So I need you to rewind the tape, right? Press five stars, subscribe to the podcast and make sure that you follow Rita. Now, Rita, a question came. Okay. And I know I said, I wanted last moment, last, um, statements, uh, lawyer, but I had someone ask me the other day, she said, anytime on a date, she say, she'd say that she's a lawyer. She'd find that men would then start to ask her for legal advice. So, <laughs> so now she's starting to say she's in the legal field, you know, and, and you 
you know, I, I've heard that from like therapists and like a doctor. So like, what do you say to people like that? Like professionals where usually when they say their title, people are asking for like hookups and prescriptions and advice <laughs> and, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so funny. But you know, here's the thing. Mm. It's not a them problem. It's a you problem because you're just not good at setting boundaries. If that's really a problem, right? Like I never fault people for asking for what they want. If I haven't set a boundary to let them know not to do that. I'm not saying you're going to set the boundary first. So if somebody's like, oh, you're a lawyer, like I would love to ask you this question. You just get good at setting a boundary saying, you know what, like that's something that I like reserve for paid clients and like retainers and like, you know, all of that. Like what I really want this date to be about is like getting to know you and like really digging deep beyond that. So like, if I'd like to ask that we just not talk about like legal stuff and legal work and like a guy who respects you and really wants to get to know you and like you, they are a woman, vice versa, whoever your person is, then they will respect that boundary, right? But you can't get mad at somebody for doing something if you don't set the boundary. So if they keep going and you're in your head, like this is so rude and so not romantic and so not whatever, like it's not a them problem. It was a you problem. It just means you need to get better at setting that boundary. Serena, man, I tell you all of last year within my community, the Real Love Network, literally we talked about boundaries and how bad we have been because of the fear of being called a B-I-T-C-H or Or losing that differently or yeah, losing that relationship, you know, setting boundaries is a whole thing. You'll get that. I'm going to tell you one quick story. Is that that's okay. You'll like it. So I had a client for a while when I was doing the date coaching thing who called me up one day. She's like, Rita. Okay. So I went on three dates with so-and-so and and like the dates have been wonderful. He's such a great guy. Like he's so like such a great match. And I was like, that's wonderful. And she's like, and I'm going to break up with him. And I was like, what? Like what's going on? Let's dig into that for a minute. And she was like, well, Rita, he always texts me. He never calls me. He always texts me. He won't pick up the phone and call. And I said, oh, okay. Have you told him? that you would like for him to call you? And she said, well, I shouldn't have to. He should just know that I said, oh, oh, you're dating mind readers. Like what bar do all the mind readers go to and hang out at? And she was like, Ugh. and I said, so how about we just tell him and set that boundary that you would like for him to call? And I said, you are about to, she said, but what if I tell him I want him to call And then he breaks up with me to which I said, you are about to break up with him because he doesn't want to call you. So same. And she was like, all right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there. So she did it. She told him, you know, I really like, I'm so glad you communicate, but like my favorite way of communicating is hearing a voice that lights me up. She set him up to be the hero. It lights me up. It makes me feel really good. I feel really great when somebody takes the time to call. Guess what? He started calling all the time. He stopped texting. They got married. It was great. Like it was wonderful, but like boundaries are the most important thing. If you're going to date and date well, you've got to learn how to set and enforce boundaries hundred percent. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yes. Rita. Yes. Oh, this is so good. So Rita, how can they follow you? How can they connect with you? You know, Rita is now transitioned to a business strategist, yes. best coach. So how, how do they find you, Rita? Yeah. If you want to know all about like, start, cause it's the same as dating. So if you're an entrepreneur, right. Same, just listen to take, 
Coach Gaz's advice and just flip it, put the word entrepreneur, networking, client, wherever it's like, and you'll be good. But if you still want more information, then come on over by me. I'm at Rita Goodrow everywhere, at Rita Goodrow on Instagram, at Rita Goodrow on Twitter, um, at Rita Goodrow on Facebook. But also my website is RitaMamedoIt.com. The name of my company is Rita Made Me Do It. So you can go to RitaMamedoIt.com. There's a quiz that will help you like uncover the next steps of what your business should be so that you can get to whatever that next level is. But I'm always giving advice on, you know, the actions, the mindset necessary to grow your business without putting your life in the backseat. So if you feel like it's dating or business, or it's like business and nothing, or head on over, I'll teach you how to like get that space, reclaim your life. So you have plenty of time to go date and find the love of your life. So there you go. <laughs> so y'all go follow Rita and make sure that you keep loving keep laughing and keep living. Bye-bye guys. Till next time. Hey, Wanted Woman, join me on Saturday, February 5th for the Success in Love Summit. If you've ever said to yourself, you know what, I'm confident, I'm daring, I'm bold, but this love stuff isn't working. Or maybe you've said, listen, I don't know if I can really be vulnerable again to someone. I'm afraid of being hurt. Or maybe you've said to yourself, listen, why isn't this love stuff working when everything else is? Listen, my happily professional, busy single woman, Join me for the summit. We're going to do a deep dive into what could be holding you back, the number one thing holding you back from the love that you desire. And you're also going to get some tactical, practical tips as well as hear insight from a male perspective. All right. So go to successinlovesummit.com, successinlovesummit.com, and you could use the code SHOW for $97 off. You can't tell me I never gave you anything, girlfriend. All right, I'll see you there February 5th and it's virtual. So that's COVID free from your couch. Put on your best lipstick, turn on your camera and let's hang out for the day. See you soon. Bye.